Horror. Everybody and welcome back to True Believers, the podcast where there is never enough said about the MCU. I am Ray Russo, and I have with me Chris O'Connor. Yeah, you do. And finally, we have Becca Raybergen back. Yay! I have returned with a very pained smile on her face. It has oh. been a week, listeners. It has been a week. I was just telling ray and chris that i haven't slept through the night in seven days it's been interesting and we told them you were going to be fine (laughs) fine is maybe a couple weeks away okay good enough to podcast at least good enough to sit up in a chair you will be better before we finally know what's going on in this series this is true (laughs) well i mean this is probably true (laughs) So today we are covering WandaVision, now in color, and now the episodes have titles, which they didn't do before. WandaVision. Yeah, so this one we got like kind of a Brady's Bunch, Three's Company, story opening kind of deal. Yeah, very boppy. A lot more to the lyrics, like it had more to say. Uh Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just the WandaVision, WandaVision, which I guess kind of works because there wasn't like a musical cue that they were trying to play into for later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, fun. Uh, yeah, this I, I liked this one. I liked this song. And fun note, uh, something that I, I didn't think that they would do like uh, on the end credits today, like, uh, you know, watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the end credits for like Japanese and, you know, Russian and Finnish and all, you know, all these other like sort of languages that mm-hmm. they dubbed and also, you know, the other uh, subtitle credits. But I was like, huh, Japanese. And I, I, I pulled up the audio tracks. So I was like, oh, there's a full audio track for like it's dubbed in Japanese. Oh, awesome. I, I put that on. And like they recorded like different versions of the theme songs in in the, in the different languages, and like that I tested awesome. it like in French and Italian. I didn't check out like Portuguese or or Spanish, but I imagine those also are are recorded there. And like um like the English subtitles are still like closed captions for whatever the English track was. Mm-hmm. So like I was able to tell like my Japanese is not. It ain't good, um, but it was enough that I was able to tell that what they were saying in Japanese wasn't literally what was. It wasn't like a literal translation, and there was some difference in the lyrics, and you know, some difference in some of the things that they say. But that's to be expected with dubbing. But on the on the lyrics, I was like, oh wow, interesting. One plus one is more than two. No, it's not. One <laughs> plus one is family. One plus one is family. One plus one is more than two. Well, I mean, you know that that. Oh uh, yeah, two plus two equals five. Mm. Uh, so yeah. 
I didn't catch a lot of Easter eggs this episode. The only one that I could even really find, and this was like a stretch, was uh, there's a department store called Wentworth's in the in the opening, which could either be a play on the department store Woolworth's, or there is a Deirdre Wentworth in the comics. She's fairly obscure though. Um, her superhero or super villain name was Superior. She was part of the second cohort of Dark Avengers as Miss Marvel. And she hmm. was also part of like AIM later on, like around the time that Yelena Bolova was part of AIM. So, okay. hmm. but you got the Brady Bunch sort of thing with the hexes yeah. at the end. And that was and like. Even- even the style yeah. of the house was more Brady Bunch because you had the oh, yeah. like the stairs coming down with like the mm-hmm. open railing and that was very much the open yeah. kitchen and like there's a balcony up on the second level which yeah. they didn't really use but it's there you know it's kind of nice that like it's a big open set and you could tell like if they were to do a bunch of episodes here they'd be able to do some fun blocking with people up and down and in the kitchen and you know all around yep those stairs don't actually go anywhere Chris that's part of the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go they go as far as they need to to serve a scene that takes place in the living room. Yes, this is true. But yeah, so new series, new house, and we start off with like this very bumbling doctor who manages to be <laughs> so sexist, quaintly misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that we like to use fruits. It keeps them simple for them, or something like that. Like, what was? Yeah, well, it's that's, that's still a thing that they do, though. I mean, like you know, developmentally, your child is oh, the yeah. size of a peanut. Because it's easy, it is your easy child to understand. Is, yeah, it's sure. easy. It was easy for me to understand. It's easy for everybody to understand. It's a, a helpful, um, you know, uh, device for imagining size. And like the first, I feel like two thirds of this episode that really focuses on the pregnancy and the exponential logarithmic random rate <laughs> at which her pregnancy is progressing. Manages I love to... an accelerated pregnancy. It's really scary. No kidding. The, the baby is approximately nine months early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much. But you do manage to get, they manage to cram in pretty much every single pregnancy trope that I can think of. In this, you've got, like, you know, the nervous dad who's studying everything, yeah. touching on all the, like... Braxton Hicks. It was named for what's-his-face in the 1870s. <laughs> and like, yeah, that, yeah, it was pretty much Braxton Hicks, and we did that, and we did the breathing thing, the silly breathing thing. <laughs> and yeah. she's making up the nursery, she's mm-hmm. nesting, and they've agreed to, like, not tell the neighbors, because the neighbors would... You know, probably find it weird that, you know, she wasn't pregnant yesterday. However, however, in the opening, we see them yeah. clearly out in public buying baby things. So it, yeah, it does kind of cut into our <clears throat> understanding of like how the theme songs and like the sort of intro thing works. Because in the first episode, we were like, that had to happen, right? Like that happened and that's a thing that, that's going on. Yeah. Except if that is a thing then like agnes knows about it like all their neighbors know about it because they were just walking around main street buying all the baby things and eating ice cream and and, you know stuff like that so it's like i i don't know or maybe those things happened and they had to have happened because you know this is involving real people in this uh real space trapped under a dome or whatever 
and somebody is watching, you know, somebody in, mm -hmm. in Sword is watching it on TV. So, like, it happened, but I guess Wanda and Vision are pretending it didn't? I don't know. Or at least Wanda's pretending it didn't happen. Insisting it didn't happen. Yeah. Wanda is very insistent, as we see in this episode. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, so they start off and she is four months pregnant. The equivalent of four months pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then they start uh, setting up the nursery. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I have she... nerves of steel. There goes the <laughs> I love every single robot pun that they give him when he's wearing his human face. Yeah. It's yeah, gold. It's pretty good. And and also, like, before they're setting up the nursery, like, you know, he, the, the doctor leaves. He's going on his vacation to Bermuda. 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 Yeah, some some somewhere out in the in the islands. Yep. Great time. Very uh, you know, white people in suburbia in the sixties and seventies are like, let's go to Bermuda or the Caribbean or whatever. And his his neighbor Herb is there uh, you know, trimming the hedges and cutting just starts wall. cutting through the cinder block. <laughs> Herb, are yeah. you okay? Something weird's happening there. And he just kinda Herb? keeps going. And yeah, going. Like, it's like Herb, are you okay, buddy? No. <laughs> no. Definitely not okay. Nobody's okay right now. Shake yeah, your head if you're fine. No. <laughs> Blink twice. So, yeah, so now they're doing the nesting, and he's talking about, he's, like, reading the little pregnancy book, and she's gone from four months to six months, because now she feels kicking, and mm -hmm. she's like, oh, it's fluttering, and then the butterfly mobile just turns yeah. into real butterflies. And the first moment, it's just the first time she's like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Really, mm. Wanda? Really? <laughs> There's things happening you didn't mean to happen? Hmm. Power's a little out of control, but it's adorable. It with the butterflies, is. like, landing on his nose. And that's when they get into the argument about names, which is not not an argument discussion, and I... I had my fist in my mouth because I was just like, ah! Of course you did. I would have paid money to watch you watch this episode oh. for the first time. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, Billy Shakespeare, you know. It's interesting how as a robot, you know, like a robot butler who became a robot superhero who's never... Well, he was in England. He was in England for uh, and Scotland for Infinity War, and presumably he's been there a couple of times. But it's just like you know, your accent is an affectation, right? Like you know, mm -hmm. he's like oh, Billy Shakespeare, and all the world's a stage. Well, he gets it from really the players. Jarvis parts of him. I love that that was the quote that he that they that he used the all the world's a stage because there's yeah. like that extra level. But also, like the the rest of that quote is like they um they they all have their exits and entrances, or, or I think mm -hmm. I think is the the rest of the line. It's like a, it's actually a really dark line, yeah. Cons considering like how people tend to have misappropriated it, it's just like, huh. Ah. It's like, no, this is actually really dark about how like we're born and then we die and then just life is supposed to move on, which could could lend credence to the idea that this is like her reaction to Vision dying. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like Creepy. fighting the natural course of things. Although mm. he's a robot, he's a freaking robot. You can just bring yeah. him back, like yeah, um, yeah. Like when they were trying to remove the stone by uh, by science, he means it's like you know, there's the Ultron layer, the Jarvis layer. You know what he's done himself. The Time Stone is only a part of it. There's still stuff. There's still stuff there. 
You can yeah. remake him without that part. Yeah. And so then he uses his beautiful robot brain to say that it will be the baby will be born in three days or Friday afternoon, which is really funny because the episode's released on a Friday. Yeah. And they're like shocked that it doesn't actually take three days. Yeah. And then they uh they go from the nursery out to the living room and she's in the kitchen and he's doing he's got the little doing the eyeball thing. Like mm-hmm. like I, <laughs> the I, little I baby. You, I, I own yep. you little little baby doll. Yep. And you, you will know, not like, pee on me while I change your diaper. Uh, that <laughs> happened like twice. It's fine. <laughs> It's not a big deal. And the second time, I totally caught it. I, I was like, oh, he's starting to pay. I put my hand over it. And I was like, yep, yep. All right, keep going. You're good. You're good. It's fine. It's fine. Sure. That's better. It is better. It's way better than face. <laughs> also, can we talk about the pineapple that Wanda was eating? Yes. <laughs> the thing looked so weird. Was pineapple one of the ones they said that was the size at like eight months or seven um, months? He, well, he finished it off with honeydew. Yes. Honeydew. I um, think pineapple was the seven month marker, which right. would make sense. And she knocked over the bowl and it was a papaya, which he had talked be a about. Proud papaya. papaya. I hate it. The pronunciation so of that just made me cringe. Ugh. I want to know how many times they had Paul Bettany had to try what to get through that line. <laughs> But anyway, so then she gets the, uh, she first she gets the Braxton Hicks Mm -hmm. and immediately moves into having real contractions, which starts blowing out every piece of electronics and plumbing that they have. Yay! Everything everything goes out and the power, uh, power, like, there's a power burp. And uh, we cut to uh, to Dottie, and uh, I guess Phil is her husband, the guy with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess they're married. <laughs> Who was fired from in the first episode for not having a better than five course meal? I guess Dottie, although Dottie is the perfect the perfect suburban housewife, somehow her Who dinner knows? for the boss wasn't good enough. Whatever. Also lost his grandfather's piano in the second episode. <laughs> true, true. Kind of sucks to be Phil. Phil is just uh, he's the neighbor that. Bad things keep happening to. But I guess that's what happens when you're married to Dottie. I guess so. The timing on this joke was so great, though, of just like, do you think these earrings make me look fat? Which is just like the most absurd way you could take that trope question <laughs> to its like stupidest conclusion. The lights go out and he's just like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to answer that one. <laughs> and then. You know, so Vision checks, the power's out on the whole block, and Wanda's just like, do you think they know it's my fault? Yes. She they definitely so, know it's your yeah, fault. Yes, they do. She's so she's so nervous and on edge about everything. She's anxious. She's very mm-hmm. anxious about not just, you know, this pregnancy situation, but just she's always concerned that they're going to get her. They're going to find her. They're going to wake her up from this dream and ruin everything. She just wants to fit in and be at home. Yeah, and and this is where we get Vision actually start to, like, he's like, yeah, there is something going on here. And it's interesting how you can hear, like, the, the sort of the 70s musical score, like, with that, you know, that kind of rocks, you know, smooth rock band sort of mm-hmm. in the background, like, fade out and give way to the sort of standard MCU, like, strings and sort of more serious score as he's like, there's something wrong here, Wanda. And then she blinks. Yeah. And, and this glitch is so good yeah. that it looks like Disney+. I Plus. thought it For was... a moment, I thought my Disney Plus had messed up. <laughs> Same. 
Like, I thought it was an actual glitch, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's a different line. It was it was a very kind of, like, meta moment. Like, uh, have you ever heard of a – it was an old – I don't think it was on any other console, but the Nintendo GameCube. There was a game called uh, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem, um, and it had a mechanic uh, of, uh, of insanity where, like, you know, the more you saw monsters and ghosts and things – the more nuts you would get. And it was, and it starts out with silly things like, you know, the walls are bleeding or, you know, things are upside down or. Oh yes. The silly thing of walls bleeding. That's not terrifying at all. But but sort of a silly artistic representation, like in the game of this thing Mm -hmm. happening. But as you got more insane, the game would do things like a blue screen of death or pull up the save screen and say, are you sure you want to delete your delete your game? Oh shit. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And it made you go insane. Yes. It made you go insane. Like it would, it would mute, it would mute itself. It would put like mute up in the corner, like sort of standard TV thing to like look like your TV had gotten muted and you would pick up your TV remote and try and fix it and you would actually mute it and you'd be like, wait, what did I do? And meanwhile, the monsters are trying to eat you. It's it's amazing. That's genius. That's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. That is genius. It's a really great game. Anyway, the show kind of gave me that moment where I was like, hey, wait a second. I pulled up the remote and then I realized what had happened. I was like, oh, oh, good job. Wanda doesn't want to hear it. So (laughs) such. Such a difference between the first time where she, like, like you could see it, like, the rewind in this, yeah. at the end of the second episode. And this is just, like, a literally just, it goes. Like, so, yeah. she's getting better at it? Or something else is controlling it better? Yeah, she, she went from controlling it on her VCR to controlling it from the control room at the network. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's scary. So... And then it's just, like, very sweet. You have that little, like, we just don't know what to expect. And it's adorable. And then she goes into labor. The oh, he... <laughs> he floats up to the ceiling. They have to breathe him back down to the ground. Yeah, and, it, and it does, like, the silly slide whistle sound effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, as he goes down. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then the ra- the indoor rain. And she's just like... I think my water just broke. Ugh. Anyway. That was terrible. It was so bad. Yeah. yeah. All of the water in the entire neighborhood broke. Yeah, which is definitely like whenever, yeah, when it, whenever you have a sitcom and somebody's pregnant, they're going to have like the water breaking has to be a big joke. It's always a big joke. It doesn't always even really. It does, like, yeah. It's, no. It's not, a, it's not like that. Nope. Nothing about the birth process actually gets represented in this episode. No. <laughs> Which no. fits for, like, a 70s sitcom. Exactly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. We got the next ad at this point. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, <laughs> so I look this up because I'm watching this, this ad and it's just, like, a stressed out. It's the woman from the previous ad. She's stressed out because all of these all of this stuff is just so overwhelming. The blender is spilling. And, and the kids are, have problems, I guess. And, and like they're knocking over like cereal bowls and the cat pee. I mean, the dog pees on the part of the kitchen. And, and she's just like, ah, it's like, whoa, is me. And then she gets into the bath full of like the hydra soak. And everything's yeah. good, and they're like waving palm fronds on her like a palm goddess. Front. Yeah, and, and like you, it's like the view of the Nile or something. It's like you know, this, it's it's like something out of uh, the you know one of those sandal you know swords and sandals movies, Cleopatra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I something about this reminded me of like an old commercial that my mom used to 
she loved to tell me about it. I don't know why she loved to tell me about it, but it was like for some like bath thing and the slogan was Calgon, take me away. And so I looked it up. I looked up the Calgon ad and it is basically shot for shot exactly this. It's the four corners of like stressful things, stressing the mom out. And then there's no dude waving a palm frond, but it's that same bath setup mm-hmm. of like wide open Greek, vague, vaguely looking Greek bath. Uh, it's the same thing. And I was just like. Shot on location at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. Come lose your money. <laughs> Well done. That is smart. That is really, it really was, smart. It was actually really well done. And so, you know, this is another Hydra one. We got a little bit of, of Hydra last episode. So mm-hmm. I'm yep. not not entirely sure what this adds. Hydra Soak. Release the goddess within. Yeah, so like this one doesn't really feel like it connects specifically to her past trauma. Other than, you know, Strucker and Hydra were controlling her but also it kind of i don't know like it sort of feels like uh there was, there was something like in age of ultron where um they seemed I, i'm trying to remember precisely it seemed as though they were kind of reluctant to use the twins like they didn't want to like it was like oh we're being attacked by the avengers but maybe we shouldn't use the twins for some reason i don't know and 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 like there was something else they wanted to do with the twins and maybe this is it Maybe. I just rem- so uh, uh, Disney kind of autoplayed Age of Ultron right after this. <laughs> I went with it and I rewatched it. Oh wow! All right, how'd you- I did. How'd that go? It's weird. It's weird yeah. in that it is less than the sum of its parts. There's some yep. good parts in there, and it when you add them all together, it all falls apart. I think. Joss Whedon has a fundamental misunderstanding of Ultron as a character, and but but it was an incredible setup to Infinity War. Like knowing how Infinity War and Endgame go, mm-hmm. and Civil War. Not even count. Not even counting Civil War. Like just taking Civil War out and looking purely at Avengers One, Avengers Two, Avengers Three, Avengers Four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As that single through line, it's solid. Mm. If you were to cut everything else out. Mm. Which is not what you want to hear when you're building this massive movie universe. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's, it also has good setup for Civil War, but the worst setup for Ragnarok, like the, the bits in there about Thor and like, you know, his cave experience (laughs) with Selvig and being in the pool has nothing to do with nothing the movie we all. got. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I think it clearly was like, yeah, we're going to go high drama, high fantasy drama for Ragnarok. And instead we got Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. <laughs> and we got Willy Wonka Ragnarok. <laughs> we'll have Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum melt somebody. You know, we'll talk about imperialism. It'll Ooh, be great. Smells like toast. <laughs> So we come back from commercial to, you know, Vision going to get the doctor because the phone mm-hmm. is out because the power was out. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and knock, knock, knock. Well, before the knock, 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 there's an actual freaking stork. She hears the stork coming from <laughs> the kids' room. What, whatever the, yeah, whatever that stork noise was. <laughs> <laughs> She imitates everybody, it later, too. 
Everybody do your best stork impression. (laughs) No, that's my cat when it sees a bird. Never mind. (laughs) But anyway, Geraldine drops. Geraldine drops by and she looks amazing. Oh my God. So good. Moment of appreciation for the color coordination of her makeup and her outfit and the boldness of that eyeshadow. Yes. You gotta oh. say, I didn't notice it the first time around, uh, but her big hoop earrings, which were pretty nice, hexagons, not hoops. Ooh. You know, I do remember that. Like, it didn't, it wasn't a detail that I noticed, but now that you say it, yes, I did recognize that. She's having so As, much fun. She is having so much fun, and I love everything about the scene with, between Wanda and Geraldine so much. <laughs> and, like, one of, the, one of the things I wrote down is, like, you can see... Because we know, like, we read the press releases, we know who she's playing, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a spoiler anymore. You can see young Monica in Geraldine. Oh, yeah. In just, just, like, how excited she is about everything. Yeah. She has that, just, like, enthusiasm for everything she does and that, like, drive to succeed, you know? Um, And so she's like, yeah, all the pipes in my ceiling burst, and now I gotta bail myself out. Wonder how that happened. <laughs> yeah, friend. Do you have a and then we bucket? get, you know, this is like regular sitcom hijinks where Wanda's trying to hide at the fact that she's pregnant. Yeah. And... Every time she's like, she goes, oh, she changes the coat, and then she yep. gets the nice coat, the fur coat. I was like, ooh. ooh. Is, and she, I like that she took that one off, and maybe it doesn't get changed, and she just has a nice fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, there's the object in front of the belly trope. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The big bowl of fruit. It's like, oh, fruit, thank you. <laughs> what a lovely host. And then you get that, like, the distraction trope of now we fully see the stork. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and like that noise that or whatever that sound is like her voice, like Geraldine's voice changes. And like the, I think the soundtrack even kind of like halts for a second. Like, and you can like when she hops up and like, what was that? Like, it's a different voice, a different character. Like she's actually afraid. Yeah. There's yeah. a moment where she's like, this doesn't make sense. What is what's happening? It's the ice cube dispenser built into the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fancy. <laughs> I love the story that she's telling of like, she's cl- apparently working as a temp at a marketing agency and they have a big pitch for, mi- for the client. For Mr. Haddix. Mr. Yes, Haddix. Mr. Haddix. And he has the hiccups and she's trying to scare him and have him drink water upside down and all the tricks in the book. But she saves the day. She comes up with the slogan. And she gets hired. And she gets hired, and it's great. And it's also space-related. It's like Marshmallow Moon Men stuff. And I'm like, hee! Yeah. Monica, it's my space baby. And that silly stork. And that silly stork that Wanda cannot magic away. She tries. But she can't get it gone. And the stork wants the fish on (laughs) Geraldine's pants. (laughs) I love that. Do you think she's not able to magic it away because her mat she's just magically on the fritz, or is it po- or is it possible that like is it just that she's not in control of herself, or is the stork something else? I think the stork like, might it- be something else. Because hmm. um, the, the this scene takes a little bit of a turn. Like the full turn hasn't happened yet. The full turn happens in a few minutes, mm-hmm. but she goes into labor. 
Mm-hmm. And they get her on the floor and Geraldine is talking her through it. And she just has this moment. Wanda has this moment of like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And Geraldine's like, yes, you can. Like, she's insisting that she has to. And this... Yeah. I feel like that sort of lends to the idea that there is some being that like wants these magical... Force. Some sinister force wants these babies brought into existence. They want this pure magical manifestation. For the children. Mm-hmm. For the children. We need that children. This whole thing is for kids. Give us the kids. Hydra or Mephisto mm-hmm. or somebody. Something. Somebody wants these babies. Babies. Um, but then they go into like the very clean sitcom birth that's over very fast. And one push with a baby that is clearly like six months old already. <laughs> what? So uh, before the baby's born, we cut to Dr. Nielsen, like not mm, able yes. to, like so his car's broken. Because he, he of doesn't Wanda. Get to leave. Yeah. yeah, his car, his car doesn't work. And then uh, Flash, like with, I got to say, his 70s look very good. Good 70s look. It is and a he, good 70s look. He, he pops in and, uh, and he's like, oh, we got to go. And he like puts him on like piggyback style and goes off. And, and you know, his poor beleaguered le- wife is left there to, to get the punchline. Like, what about Harley Doobies? Yeah, and then and then we cut back to where she actually gives birth. Yeah, and then Vision comes in. He's like, "I missed it." Oh. And then there's that great line. Um, so Geraldine ushers the doctor off to the kitchen, and there's that great line. Don't you want to meet your son as yourself? It gave me the feels, and it's just very sweet. And he does the thing where he's like, caves to her choice immediately. He's like, Tommy. He's mush. Vision is mush, right? He is like, mush. Yeah. And the thing that I love is, is this is exactly what happened in the comics. Tommy's been born. Tommy is a nice, healthy baby boy. And then, surprise! Ah, there's another one! Like Billy! And the thing about mm. Billy is, like, Wanda had a full nine-month pregnancy in the comics, and she had Doctor yes. Strange as her obstetrician. No, well, she had an obstetrician, but also Doctor Strange there because this was weird and mystical. magical. Billy did not show up on any scan, any imaging, and after he was born, he didn't register on the scale. So yeah, surprise cool. second Billy. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But yeah, now they have their beautiful twins and I'm sitting there rocking back and forth going, baby, baby, they exist for now. Shh. I'm like, they're here. They're here. I, I have a major wish fulfilled. I knew it was going to yeah. happen, but I finally got to see it. Yeah. The doctor The doctor is like, uh, you would make a good nurse. You know, another little instance <laughs> of his casual sexism. You'd make a good nurse, not a doctor, a nurse. And, like, you get the sort of moment between um, Geraldine and Wanda, like, which Wanda, like, you know, she sort of gave a look to the camera. She, t- she gymmed the camera. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in the earlier one when he, he did it the first time, which I think, I think that was kind of the thing in the seventies, like, you know, we, that, uh, casual sexism would be played for like, you know, the, the female characters would be like, Ugh. yeah, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. So vision is, he's going to walk him out, see him off and be like, I hope you enjoyed Bermuda. And it's just like. I don't know if I'm going to get to go to Bermuda. It's hard to escape these small towns. Yeah. Yeah, so this is where, this is what I call the hard left turn of the episode, because as yeah. Dr. Nielsen's going, 
Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get away. We see Agnes and Herb mm-hmm. uh, gossiping she's, over the hedge. And they're yeah, whispering. Yeah, whispering. She's she's stopped by on her bicycle. Her nice bicycle with her nice 70s look and still her, got her jewel. Yeah. And we go back inside there. to Wanda and Geraldine. And this guts me. This whole scene right here. You know, they're looking at the twins. And she's just like, I'm a twin. I had a brother. And she actually had an accent when she said Pietro. Yeah, her accent starts to come back in, yep. and she starts singing in, I guess they made up Sokovian. a language. That's what the closed captioning says, is like, Sokovian, and I'm like, okay. Probably something vaguely Slavic, mishmash of all those languages pretty much, they're very similar. If you speak yeah. one, you can understand another. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, so you have that moment, you know, Wanda seems to be like, kind of almost like waking up a little bit. Yeah. And the score starts to change and it drops back into the actual MCU score. And Geraldine uh, says he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? What did you say? Oops! <laughs> Oops! She yeah, has that like the... t- single tear running down her face. Yeah. Single tear of emotion. And then from, from that like question, it cuts back out to the outside and Vision and, and, uh, and Herb and Agnes. Geraldine's new in town. Really new. Like, new, new. Really new. She has no home. <laughs> no husband. No husband. And Vision's like, well, that's not weird. She has no home. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And it's he's like, like, it's finally sinking in. Like, oh, shit. And they, and they just can't, they can't. They can never finish their sentences. They're like, yeah. she's here because, she's because. here because. Yeah. And then eventually Agnes. Agnes just kind of. Agnes stops and snaps. They snap back into it after Wanda finishes the confrontation with Geraldine. Right. Because mm. it goes back inside and she's just like, what did you say? What is that necklace? Who are you? Why are yeah, you here? Is, I got to say the sword symbol. It's um, it's not for nothing. It's like at a distance, like, and it's kind of hard to see. Like, it was hard for me to see at first. It kind of just looks like an upside down cross, like sometimes, because mm. the the mm-hmm. way the sword is or the the way the sword is oriented, and it's just like you know, which is like a, 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 a Satanism kind of thing. Which I guess if we're dealing with Mephisto and the devil and and uh, sort of forces of darkness, mm. maybe that's a maybe that's an element. I don't know, but I mean, obviously, you get a good look at it, and it is a sword. In, an, in a circle, or a teardrop, or whatever. But it's, uh, props to Elizabeth Olsen, because she terrified me. Yeah. <laughs> so this, scary. Like, this, like, I am trying so hard to hold on to this fantasy, and I can't face reality, and you are trying to make me face reality, and I am not having it. You're not welcome here in dreamland. Poof. And Vision like comes running inside. He's like, where's Geraldine? She had to rush home. Yeah. And the uh, and then the yeah. aspect ratio changes as we go to the Oh my god, that town. was so awesome. It was so good. And to yeah. be fair, it looks like Geraldine did a go home. She's outside of uh yeah. Westview now. She survived. She's alive. She didn't she get is turned alive. into a jack in the box and sent to the cornfield. She's cool. She's just not there. She's just not there. And interestingly, kicked out of this weird uh, TV dome thing, still has all her 70s accoutrement. Indeed. All of those things are still real. And then this scene, like, gives me chills with 
um, Daydream Believer by the monkeys mm-hmm. playing as all of the military vehicles just swarm. Mm-hmm. And you s- see this like massive installation around this TV bubble. Yeah. And I just like, I watched this episode three times and it gave me chills every single time. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like uh, that Stephen King series uh, story about like under the dome or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's as we as we suspected there is a real place in in the world in the MCU that is suddenly TV land. Yep. So and they are being observed by an outside group, an outside group that is heavily armed. Yes. With yeah. helicopters and forward operating tents and stuff. <laughs> And like those cool lights that are around football fields. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was kind of reminiscent of the 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 shield setup for um, Mjolnir in Thor. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to do that. Is like shield just so shield just like doesn't exist because it was infiltrated with Hydra. And it's like, all right, well, let's re. We've got all this infrastructure still. We have like half of the organization that weren't secret not crypto Nazis. Uh, new new organization. Let's call it Sword. Sword. Yeah, I like that. Sword. Shield. Shield. Sword. Good. Okay. Well, Shield does still exist technically. It just doesn't exist in the same capacity because it was rebuilt by everyone right. in Agents of Shield. And then, in order to do that, they would have to acknowledge that Agents of Shield exists in the MCU. Well, didn't I? I feel like the commercial in this one sort of acknowledged that, like, wasn't there Hydra, like brainwashing soap in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Maybe? It's been a while since I watched there it. There was something about a Hydra soap. Yeah. And we, we talked about it before. Um, the actor who plays Norm was yeah. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. And not and not for nothing, I saw a couple of other Twitter users point out that um, not just Norm, but um, in episode two, the mailman that goes by, he was mm-hmm. also had like a bit part in S.H.I.E.L.D., Okay. And there was at least one other person um, that was like in background that was also in background on S.H.I.E.L.D., which, you know, same casting directors working on both. So it's conceivable that it's just like, oh, we've worked with this person before, you know, do the thing, you work, work. But it feels like you wouldn't it put would these be... people in if yeah. there wasn't some sort of a reason. It would be pretty heckin' cool if that's what they were doing. I mean, it's not like it's Vancouver where you just have like the same 30 people to work with. Yeah. I genuinely have no freaking idea what's going to happen in the next episode. Like, I feel Me we've either. gotten to I, a point uh, where we've, we're running out of trailer material. I I think, <laughs> well, there was something that was in the trailer uh, that kind of could have been here, but wasn't. So I think we'll see it in the next episode. Part of the wall is like getting destroyed and rebuilt. I think that was like Geraldine getting shot through the wall. Because I think in those shots where she's going through the wall, it's Wanda in her 70s getup, the getup in this episode. So I think in the next oh. episode, we'll see, like, from from uh, Geraldine slash Monica's perspective, getting ejected from TV land. Um, and, and maybe getting inserted back in. Yeah, or trying to get back in. Like, there was uh, screenshots or, like, a little clip bit where she's, like, standing on a road, and it's that same road from the intro theme in the first episode where they drive the car in, like there's mm-hmm. that, there's a shot of her like in that same road, like trying to reach in to the, into the space, into the city. And like her hand goes into the TV. So I think we're going to get more of, I, I think we're going to get Monica's perspective in the next episode. Cool. And we should probably m- 
meet like Agent Wu and uh, and, and um, Darcy. Uh, Darcy, yes. I was gonna say there is some like um, beha- or uh, like a you know paparazzi set photo of Monica and Wu in a field, and Monica has on like it's like a sword rain jacket sort of looking thing so i imagine that might be something they just like toss over her 70s clothes as she's mm-hmm. debriefing with woo about what just happened okay yeah. so and i i think when we get her perspective on what just happened that will answer a lot of questions like sort of her feeling about like i was in this place and like there were things that i had to say and i said them and i you know it's like i was i could feel it but i couldn't really get out <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that kind of thing I think that'll give us some perspective. I don't expect like full answers, but maybe like some mechanisms um, to be explained. And the 80s! And the 80s, yes. Leg warmers. Crazy, frizzy 80s hair. So is Full House going to be in, is the Full House reference going to be in the 80s or the 90s? I think the 90s. Because I know okay. it started in the 80s, but I think more people associate it with the 90s. Because I've seen two different, because there's Wanda with like the vest and the frizzy hair, which is very 80s. But there's also like the overalls and still semi-frizzy hair. And I think that's the 90s. Mm. Could be. <laughs> we so see. much to look forward to. Real quick, around the around the table. What's everybody's a- favorite 80s sitcom? Ooh. Um, I'll, I'll go. For, I'll go first and give you guys a moment to think of yours. Uh, <laughs> Perfect Strangers, Balky and what's his face, the twins, like where the guy and like they were in New York, right? New York, everything's the, in New the, York. The French dude, right? Yeah. Well, not not not, not actually I mean, French. Not actually French. Some 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 European country, like his cousin, like from from right. some like yeah, he comes on over. He's pulling the sort of Yakov Smirnov bit. I'm gonna cheat because mine started in the seventies. But I'm okay. like ninety nine point nine percent sure it ended in the eighties, and I'm gonna say Mash. Y'all are gonna hate me. Mm-hmm. Facts of life. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, mean, I don't hate you. <laughs> I don't hate you. That's fine. That's fair. Fa- Facts of life was Michael J. Fox, right? Yep. No, that was no. Family Matters. Oh, that was Family. What? It was the girls' boarding school, and I had a massive crush on Joe. Well, listeners, thank you for hanging out with us as we discuss episode three of WandaVision. If you enjoyed listening to us, give us a five-star review or a comment on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. And join us again next week. Until then, stay in reality, I guess. Or whatever reality you want to be in, be in that one. That's a dangerous thing to say these days. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> no, stick to the no. Don't don't pick your own reality. Don't. Yeah, please stick please to... try to exist in objective reality, guys. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that may be. Yeah, Excelsior. <laughs>